We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. In Jesus' name. Our Father and our God, we thank you. Jehovah God, we bless and we exalt your name. Thank you, Lord, for this month of friendship. Thank you, Father, for the privilege to come into your presence, into your sanctuary, to hear from you once more. Our Lord and our God, we do not take it for granted. Father, your word says that where two or three are gathered, you are there in our midst. Our Father and our God, you know we are truly here. We ask, oh God, that you speak to us. Father, we ask, oh God, that you, that you give us understanding as your words come. Father, grant us knowledge. Father, let them not see me, but let them hear your word. And let your word transform and let your word bring illumination in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Please, you can have your seat. Like Pastor said, I've also enjoyed this month, the month of friendship, in, in various ways. It's been a great month, month of fun. I've had a lot of fun in this month of friendship. I have learned... I have learned a lot. I have reevaluated um, friendship and relationship because we, it's throughout this month. It's not just from the altar, from our Bible Connect group. We've learned about impact, both positive and negative impact of friendship. And I hope everyone has learned from it and we take it and run with it. Look at your phone. Look at the, pers- the, the, the impact the people on your phone have on you. Is it positive? Is it negative? Is it time to get rid of toxic relationship? And look at your phone. Is there somebody that you can pull up? A friend pulls up. A friend encourages. And that's what the month of friendship is all about. We build this friendship to last us throughout the year. Today I'm going to talk about cultivating the friendship of the person of the Holy Spirit. Cultivating the friendship of the person of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, it's one one person that is not really, I don't know, people don't have great understanding of, maybe because of the speaking in tongues, I don't know. For a lot of people, or the way we've been taught is like a mystery. But I want to talk about the Holy Spirit. He's, he also co- desires friendship with you and I here on earth and also in eternity. While we're here, we need friendship. We need to cultivate that friendship with the Holy, with the Holy Spirit. To cultivate a friendship with anyone... You need to know that person. That's why, you know, at the beginning of this month, Pastor told us the various degree of relationship. Not all relationship is friendship. There's acquaintance. There's somebody that you just say hello to. And there's somebody who is really, really your friend. Who is somebody you can tell things to. Somebody who can, um, who can encourage you and somebody who can intercede for you. There are various kinds of friendship, 
but Holy Spirit, for you to, to have a friendship, like I said, you need to know that person, know the person's value. You just don't say, oh, that's my BFF forever. <laughs> you don't even know the person at all. Um, Facebook tends to, I don't know why, tends to send Pastor Toju requests for friendship from everybody. <laughs> Hardly any week goes by. Oh, do you know X, Y, Z? I'll say, no, I don't. He said, why? He said, because they've sent me friends requests in Facebook. I don't know them. What should I do? I said, if you don't know them, then don't. Why, why would you accept? Just decline and let it go. Because you don't know them. You don't know where they are coming from. You don't know what they, they, they can do. So just so he will then, he will decline. And then next week, next week again, another person would send and he would ask the same question again. And he would get the same answer. So uh, for us to know, to cultivate friendship with the Holy Spirit, we need to know what the, who the Holy Spirit is, what the Holy Spirit is, and what the Holy Spirit is not. For, um, Holy Spirit is, I'll go to the book of John, John 14, John 14, 16 to 18. And Jesus Christ said there, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because he neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. That's the person, when Christ was about to leave, that's the person he left for us. So I will, tell, I will discuss this evening what the Holy Spirit is not. We know what, what the Holy Spirit is. But I will touch on what the Holy Spirit is not. Then I will talk about what we gain if we cultivate the friendship of the Holy Spirit. And then I will talk about what we need to do to cultivate this friendship. And then if there's time, what prevents, what, we, what can prevent that friendship from blossoming. So first of all, what the Holy Spirit is not. The Holy Spirit is not something. The Holy Spirit is not something. Um, most times, if you observe, when people come to give testimony, they will tell you, oh, I was going and then something just, something just made me not go. Something just told me. So I just felt something and I did not do it. The Holy Spirit is not an object. The Holy Spirit is not something. If you, blew, if you cultivate friendship with the Holy Spirit, then you will know it's not something. Pastor always, most times, correct. He will say it's because you don't know. That something is the Holy Spirit. When you cultivate a friendship and get to know the Holy Spirit more, you will know that it's not something telling you not to go. It's not something asking you to do anything, but it's God Almighty, the Holy Spirit, that is telling you not to do it. Jesus Christ never referred to, to 
Holy Spirit as it. If it was an object, if it was something, Jesus Christ would tell you it. If you, he, Jesus Christ spoke a lot about the Holy Spirit in the book of John. He's, in the book of John 14, 5, chapter 14, chapter 15, chapter 16, and others, he mentioned the Holy Spirit. And the scripture I just read, you will see he said he. He. He never said it. He said he, I will send, send, he will send you a helper and he will, do, he will dwell in you. That is the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit has personality. It's not an extraterrestrial object. It's a divine. It has divine personality. So when you speak about the Holy Spirit, it, I know you, they try to paint it as if it's so mysterious. That is not what God wanted in the first place. He wants you to know him. He said he will abide in you. He will reside in you. So it's not an it. Please, let's not refer to him as an it. Always refer to him as he, because he has, he's a, he has his own personality. Again, secondly, the Holy Spirit is not a bird, B-I-R-D. He's not a dove. He's not a bird. Like I said, he has God. He has personality. You know, most denominations, most church tend to represent the Holy Spirit as a dove because he said when Jesus was getting baptized, something like, they say it was a dove, it was something like a dove, came and came unto him. He's not a, a dove. Because in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, when he made man, he, he said, have dominion over all the beasts of the field and the birds of the air. Why will he now, that's man to have dominion over, but why will God now turn into a bird? Is it for man to now have dominion over him? No. He's not a dove. He's not a bird. He's, a, he's God. He's divine. And he craves your friendship. Forget about all those things you see on the internet that the Holy Spirit visited so they saw bird feather. It's the pigeon, I can assure you. It's the pigeon roosting in the, <laughs> roosting in the roof that have dropped a feather. Even on Pentecost Day, when the Holy Spirit manifested, he didn't come as a bird. He can never be a bird. Don't let people, when you, all the books on Holy Spirit, the first thing you see on the, is the bird, is the Holy Spirit diving down, the dove diving down. It's not, Holy Spirit is not like that. It's not a bird. I can assure you, if you read a lot, we have no doubt about it, that he's not a bird. He is a helper. They tell me, he said, in, 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 in that scripture I read, John 6, 4, 16, he said, he will abide with you forever. Please tell me any bird that lives forever. If you know of one, I want to know because I don't want to go yet. I want to live a bit, a bit longer. No, so, so the Holy Spirit can never be a bird because he abides. He, he lives forever. He stays with you forever. If you buy a parrot, at most with 15 years, he's gone. I don't even know how long a dove lasts, but it's definitely not the Holy Spirit. So don't, don't look at them as, as, as the thing. The Holy Spirit 
It's not a feeling. You say, I just felt. No. It can stay your emotion, but it's not, it's not a feeling. It's, it's a, it has a personality. The Holy Spirit is real. It's not, it's not, oh, I just, you know, when they were just singing, I just felt, I just felt. No. The Holy Spirit is real because he speaks. It, in the book of, in the book of, um, in the book, uh, sorry, in the book of Acts 1.16, it tells you that he will speak. It's in, in the book of Acts 1, it tells you that the Holy Spirit will baptize. Feelings don't baptize. Feelings, there's no feeling that baptizes. And it tells you that when the Holy Spirit comes, he will tell you, we speak to you. So feelings don't speak to you. You can interpret your feelings whatever way, but they don't speak. But the Holy Spirit speaks. That is because he has personality. He speaks. He's God. It is real. It's, it's not something you imagine. It is real. It is it's part and parcel of the Godhead. Then, the Holy Spirit is not, I don't know how many of you will know this, Caspar, the friendly ghost, <laughs> the Holy Spirit is not Caspar, the friendly ghost. Caspar, when I was younger, when I was a child, Caspar, the friendly ghost, was one of the cartoon characters. And you will see him, he will just, like, smoke. He will come into the room and help you when you, are, when you help the person who has problems, who, who has challenges. You know, for a long time, I, when they say, oh, the Holy Spirit is coming, you know, I, I just imagine it coming, like, smoke, like, Caspar, the friendly ghost, to help. But no, the Holy Spirit has no form. The Holy Spirit is invisible. You cannot see. It's like God, Father. He has the same characteristics of God, the Father and the Son. You cannot see them. They are invisible, but they are there. You carry them in your heart. It's not coming as smoke. It's not going to come as smoke. Even when Solomon dedicated the, the temple and and the smoke fills the temple. They will tell you it was the Holy Spirit. It says the Shekinah glory of God. You cannot see the Holy Spirit. It's invisible. It's invisible to the naked eyes. So and the Holy Spirit is not Caspar, the friendly ghost. It's not any cartoon character. He has no shape. He has no form. It is, invis he is invisible to the eyes. And finally... If I, if I ask questions, we all know that there, there are three in one. If I say God the Father, you can tell me God the Father. You can tell me the characteristic. You can tell me the different names of God. If I tell, say Jesus Christ, you can tell me so much about Jesus Christ. But if I tell you about the, ask you about the Holy Spirit, maybe one or two sentences, and if the Holy Spirit comes, if you get baptized by the Holy Spirit to speak in tongues, and it's one of the trinities, it's one and part and parcel of the trinity. That's what most people know about the Holy Spirit. And if we don't cultivate this relationship, Holy Spirit is such a powerful, powerful, powerful person in the trinity. If we don't cultivate, if you don't know him, you will not be able to operate in the power that he has. The Holy Spirit is not the second, it's not the, the poor relative of God the Father and God the 
the Son. No, it's not. He is as important as God the Father, and is as important as God the Son. Uh, he is very important. And in Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, when Jesus was there, he said, if you go around baptizing everyone in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. So he tells you, without any doubt, that there are three in one, and they are equal. The Holy Spirit is a, the Spirit of God Almighty himself. Don't neglect the, the, the Holy Spirit and just say, oh, I'll just, if I just, I don't need, I don't need to pray in tongues. I don't need to, I don't need the Holy Spirit to pray. If I just say in Jesus' name, it will be all right. It will be, it will be all right, but it will be easier for you if you invite the Holy Spirit to, 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 to help you. He is real. He, it's, it's part and parcel of, this, of the Trinity. So let, let us try and cultivate, let us try and learn more. I can't, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not an expert on the Holy Spirit, but let's try and study more. Study more and learn more about the Holy Spirit so that we can use it for our own good. I said Holy Spirit desires friendship with us. Whether we are friends or not of the Holy Spirit, the God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, no, they have nothing to lose. They don't need your friendship. They desire it doesn't mean that they need it. But you and I need the friendship of the Holy Spirit to be able to walk this journey, this Christian journey. You and I need the friendship of the Holy Spirit at every time. That is why when Jesus was leaving, he said, I will send a helper who will be with you, who will abide with you, so that you can, he can carry you, so that you will be able to, to, to do this um, Christian work. And one thing, I say, so why do we need the friendship with the Holy Spirit? So is it really important? After I have, I have human friend, Jesus has called me his friend, God has said, can I do anything without speaking to, to my friend Abraham? So why do I need the spirit? If I have them, it's, it's okay. But we need the Holy Spirit for a reason. There's a reason why Christ didn't want to leave us often. Because he knows that we cannot do it by ourselves. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Acts the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8. Let me if I have it. don't think I have it. Yeah. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The Holy Spirit brings power. A Christian without power... It's nothing. Don't, you can't do anything. But with power, we can do everything. And the Holy Spirit is, gives phenomenal power. He has an incomprehensible power. If you go to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 1, Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, it, that talks about the birth of Jesus Christ. He says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. After, 
his mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she found she was pregnant through the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that made, that, that made Mary pregnant. It's the Holy Spirit that transformed God, the power of the Holy Spirit, that transformed God Almighty into man that came in the form of Jesus Christ. That will tell you how powerful the Holy Spirit is. It's the Holy Spirit, it's the Holy Spirit that resurrected Jesus Christ from the dead. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. So we carry that power. We are, if we are friends with the Holy Spirit, we have it. If we continue to be friends with the Holy Spirit, then we can exhibit and manifest that power. Jesus has told us that greater things that we should do. So if we have that power, like he said, you, you, the power shall come upon you and you will be witnesses to me. You, don't, you won't need to distribute tracts because we have that power. Can you imagine if you and I go into the hospital and as we enter Darren Valley, we go from word to word, touching this, the, anybody who is sick and they, are, and they are getting up because of the power of the Holy Spirit, because we are operating in the Holy Spirit. I can tell you, when we turn our back and leave, say, where are they from? Even the doctors, where did those people come, come from? This, this church will not contain you and contain the people that will come. We, won't, we have witness because we are witnessing to the greatness, the power that the Holy Spirit is withheld. We are displaying it. People will come. They will come and see. If nothing else, they will come and see. And the more they see, the more they will tend to believe that Jesus is real. Christianity is real. The Holy Spirit is, is, is real. Again, the Holy Spirit has transforming power. The Holy Spirit has transforming power. That's why we need to cultivate a relationship or friendship with the Holy Spirit. You remember the apostles, when Christ was, when a lot of time we say he taught them. He spoke to them in parables. He did this. A lot of the time, they didn't understand. They kept questioning. They kept doubting. They didn't even know. They, they didn't know they are left from the right, right. When Christ was crucified, even after telling them, I will resurrect in three days, they didn't believe. They went back to their old lifestyle. But these same people, they, they denied Christ. We all know Peter denied Christ. But these same men, when, they, when the Holy Spirit came upon them, they were now the ones preaching, preaching what they have been taught, that they didn't have any understanding of then. They were now preaching in diff, to different people. Diff, these are fishermen. They were preaching to people in government, people, top government officials, the top merchants. They have been transformed from timid fishermen because of the power of the Holy Spirit. He said, I have not given you a power. He has given us a power, for a, a spirit of boldness. That is what the Holy Spirit gives you and I. If the Holy Spirit that makes you and I gives us that grace, the enablement, the power to do what as human beings we cannot. Do you think Peter, we, we go, oh, uh, um, Paul and Silas, they were in jail and they prayed and they sang. And the doors opened. They flogged them and then they, they would take them to jail and they'll be back again preaching. I'm telling you, you and I on our own cannot do it. But it's the spirit of God that was in them that gave them that power, that grace to keep going back. 
to keep going back, to keep speaking about Christ because they've been transformed from just ordinary men and women on the street to something bigger. The, the, what they carry was bigger and was, would enable them to sit and speak when ordinarily they wouldn't have been, been able to. So the Holy Spirit, we are now in need. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to so transform us so that we can do greater things for the kingdom of God. Amen. The Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, everything we do is, is, is ritual. So I'm just going to read. The, I read the Bible every day. So this is my time of reading. But let me quickly read three chapters. So I won't feel guilty. So you read it and put it there. It's a ritual. Uh, I have to pray. You know, I really have to pray. Oh, Father, you know, oh, this is my list and you read it. All that is ritual. What makes it spiritual is the power of the Holy Spirit behind it. When, you have, when you're operating, when you have the friendship of the Holy Spirit, you are not talking about, it doesn't look... You are energized. You don't want it. Just praying is no longer a chore. You actually look forward to your prayer time. You look forward to studying the Bible. You want to know more. You, you tell yourself, I'm only reading a chapter today. And the Holy Spirit begins to reveal things to you. And you, you from just reading maybe... Obadiah, one one chapter. Obadiah, I'm just going to read Obadiah today. Tomorrow is Jude. They both have one chapter each. So I've read, I've done my quota. But one word, one verse of Obadiah, you want to trace it to where did that come from? How does it relate to the New Testament? How does it relate to the Old Testament? Before you know it, you have notes that's full. And you're wondering, how come? I used to find this so boring. Bible used to be something I read so that I can go to sleep. When I can't go to sleep and I can't take a sleeping tablet, let me just read the Bible. By the time I read, get to chapter 7, trust me, it's faster than counting sheep. But the Holy Spirit will make it come alive for you. It makes ritual spiritual. If not, we are just doing the ritualistic. The Holy Spirit is a personal trainer. Holy Spirit of God is a personal trainer for you and I. John 14, John 14, 25 to 26. He says, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. The Holy Spirit, if you're a friend of the Holy Spirit, you have a personal teacher. He said he will teach you all things, not some things, but all, all. Please underline that word, all. He will teach you about business. He will teach you about career. He will teach you about marriage. He will teach you about raising children. He will teach you about your relationship, how to grow your relationship with God. He will teach you about how to grow the church. He will teach you about evangelism because that is his work. He will teach you how, you will sit there and he will be downloading into your spirit 
is the Holy he will, he will put your matter in the heart of his messenger. You come here on Sunday and you will sit down. And pastor will be teaching. Pastor Eddie will be teaching. And you'll be wondering, how does he know? What he's saying relates to me. How does he know that I'm going through that? How does he know? Why is he saying it? Has, does he have spies around him? Has somebody told him about me? No. Nobody has told him about you. It's the Holy Spirit that has downloaded your matter into his spirit. And the way he will be speaking to you to know that he knows what you are going through. He'll be speaking to you through your, through your man of God. And you'll be wondering, why? 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 That's because he loves you. That's because he does. He, he will tell you, I care for you. And I've sent people who care for you to care for you. So you will, he will hear from him. You will hear from the, from the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is your personal teacher. You will hear from him. He will tell you. He will tell you the truth about God's word. He will, as a personal teacher, he will teach you about the truth of God's word. Even when you are confused about, about you know, People like to argue about the word of God. Stay away from that. Even when you're arguing, there's something he will drop in your spirit that will be so clear to you that this is the word of God and this is how he wants you to use it in your life. That is how the Holy Spirit it does. The Holy Spirit will teach you how to worship God. He will teach you how to pray. He said that when you cannot pray, that he will help you with groans that even you cannot understand. That is what he will carry your matter. He will, you, you are so overwhelmed, you can't pray anymore. You are so overwhelmed, you cannot read the word of God. He will carry your matter to the throne of grace. He will, with his own groaning, he will say, Father, Son, let us help. Let us help. Let us help this child of ours. Let's, let's, let, let, let's take this burden from him or her. That is the Holy Spirit of God for you. And he kept, um, in, he, he's repeated again in, the book, in, in John 16. I said, please read a, a lot of the, 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 what I'm telling you is in, is in the book of John, chapter 14, chapter 15, and chapter 16. It's the teaching of God. It's the teaching of Jesus Christ about the Holy Spirit. You find them there. It's a lot. It's a lot um, that we need there. And he's a helper. The Holy Spirit is a helper. You cannot do it by your own. By your strength, you cannot. Pastor taught about a, a scripture the, uh, in, the, in the book of Ecclesiastics that they weary themselves because they do not know the way to the city. When you have the Holy Spirit as your friend, you will not weary yourself. He will show you. The, 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 in, 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 he says that in John 16, 13, he says that he will direct you. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He will, he will help you. He will enable you. He will engrace you. Where your human frailties, where it ends, the Holy Spirit will pick you up from there. He will strengthen you. We prayed at the beginning of this month about strength so that we are not weary, so that strength, that God will give us strength. The Holy Spirit will give you strength He will because he's your helper. He will be your comforter. In times, then you need comforting. 
is the Holy Spirit that will hold your hand when everybody has gone. We will, people will flock and come and see you, which is good while they are there. But alone, when you are alone, nobody is there. You will feel the Holy Spirit embrace. You'll be able to face tomorrow. You're not, you will not be thinking of the challenges that you are going through because you know that you have an ever-present helper in the time of need. In John, that's John 15, 26 and John 16, 13. John 16, 7 to 11, please. I'll read that. Because of time, I'm trying, trying to not to read scripture. John 16, 7 to 11. It says, Never, ne- nevertheless, I tell you this truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Next verse. And when he has come, he will convict the word of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Please. And, and of sin, because they do not believe in me from the beginning. So, of, of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you will see me no more. The Holy Spirit gives you discernment. It gives you discernment. It sharpens your spiritual sensitivity. It tells you that it will judge. It will convict you the word of sin. It will judge you of your righteousness. The Holy Spirit will tell you. When you have the Holy Spirit in you, you are able to discern right from wrong. Even when you are there in your room where nobody else is there, pastor can see you. No, no brother, no sister in the church can see you. You are somewhere in the, in, on holiday. Say, nobody can see me. As long as I don't put it in Facebook, nobody will see it and know what I'm doing. Trust me, the Holy Spirit is there. Before you even make the decision to do anything wrong, the Holy Spirit will convict you. He will tell you it is not right. He will say he orders the steps of the righteous. He will will tell you can't do that. There's nobody. You will hear the voice. You will feel it in your spirit. He will be telling you that the thing you are going to do, it's it's not going to happen. It's not right. You shouldn't be doing it. You are my child. You are my friend. I live in you. The body that I live in cannot do that. So stop. That is what friendship when you, con- when you have a friendship with the Holy Spirit, that's one thing that you, you gain. That's one thing that happens. Your spiritual sensitivity is on high. So you, because you are very spiritually sensitive, you become very discerning. So you know, you know when to not to do what not, not, you know when not to do what you want to do. Galatians 5.22 It's a very familiar scripture. When you have friendship with the Holy Spirit, you enjoy the fruit of the Spirit. You enjoy the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. You enjoy love. No human being doesn't want love. We all want peace. We all want joy. 
We want long-suffering or patience. We have kind, we enjoy kindness. People will be kind to you. You will experience goodness. You will experience the goodness of God. And you will experience faithfulness. People will be faithful to you. You will be faithful to, 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 to friendship with others. And then you have Acts 1, 8b. It says that you will passion to, for the unsaved, that you will witness, you will be a witness to him all over. When, when you have the Holy Spirit, because it's just there burning, you want to tell God, you want to tell everybody, you stand at the bus stop, you want to tell people, you are in the train, you want to tell people about the Holy Spirit. It is, it is, it's just there. Because the Holy Spirit will continue to stay in your spirit. You can't, you can't let that soul go. You have to speak to them. You have to tell them about me. You have to tell them about what you enjoy being a Christian, being um, a follower of Christ. We tell you. So you have the passion. The passion, it's not just the competition now, but the passion to bring people into God's, God's presence. So what do we need to do to cultivate this friendship with the Holy Spirit? Remember, the Holy Spirit is already there. It's just, he's there or because you're a believer, because you believe in Christ, so you got the Holy Spirit residing in you. You can allow it to be dormant and not have a relationship with him. He, he's like he says, I, I stand at the door knocking. If you let me in, I will come in. It's not a forceful, it's not a forceful person. He's not, he doesn't do um, um, brimstone and uh, thunder and all that. He's just very gentle. It's up to you to cultivate the friendship with the Holy Spirit. And what do you need to do to cultivate this, Holy, uh, this friendship? Jeremiah 29, 13, I won't read it. It tells us that you have to seek. You have to seek God. It says, if you seek, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. So you need... You, you, you can't just say, oh, I'm born again, I'm born again, I'm a Christian, so I'll just sit there. No, you need to actively, something you need to be intentional about, seeking God wholeheartedly with your whole being, with everything that you have, you have to do it. It's Jeremiah 29, 13, you need to seek, and when you seek, you will find when you seek God, you will find him. Number two, you need to spend time with the Holy Spirit. I like, we are talking about cultivating friendship. If you, if, you, if you really, somebody who is really close to you, somebody you really, you want to spend time. You want to spend time with that person. If somebody is your really close friend, because when they come, they uplift you, they make you happy, they, they are joyful, you have peace, and that's, we talked about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So you need to find time in the busyness of life. I know we are all very busy. We have a lot to do. A lot of us are busier than Donald Trump, the president of America, the most powerful man in the world. A lot of us are more you know, our schedule is even busier than his. But in that your busy schedule, you need time. 
You need time. You need to spend time with the Holy Spirit. If you don't spend time, gradually, that relationship will, will now fall apart. We just, it will, it will grow, you will grow apart. Just like how you find time for your, for your human friends. You have, we need to find time. Jesus had to do that all the time. Even with the crowd, we, the, the, the Bible would tell us that he, he moved away from the crowd to, so that he can be alone to reflect, to spend time with his Father and the Holy Spirit. If Jesus did that, you and I also need to do it, need to spend time. Now, commitment. You have to be committed to the to the. To the friendship. It's, it's like those attributes Pastor talked about when he talked about um, when, we, when, when you have a friend to, for the friendship to work, you need to be committed. The same thing with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit needs you to be committed to this friendship. Holy Spirit doesn't do lukewarm at all. Today I'm hot, tomorrow I'm cold. No, 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 no. He wants you to be Burning for him, the zeal of the Father's house consumes, has consumed him. That is, that is what the Holy Spirit wants. He said, I make my ministers a flaming, a flaming um, um, fire, a flaming arrow. That is what the, he wants from you. So Revelation 3.16 says, you are neither hot or cold. If you are lukewarm, I will speak to you out. That is it. God, he wants a commitment. wants you to be passionate about him. You need to be, you need to attain, you need to be present in, in the services. It's really important. You need to be present because you don't know when the Holy Spirit will want to speak to you or teach you from the pulpit. I, I, I've said, go and read John 14, 15, 16. That is Jesus Christ. He was there physically. He kept telling them, I'm here and I'm telling you now. He was teaching them. I wonder where Judas was when Jesus Christ was teaching in <laughs> this great teaching. I don't know why he didn't buy into it. He said, a, a helper is coming. Even if I'm not here, a helper is coming to help you. But, you know, he didn't, he didn't sing. He probably wasn't concentrating. He was on his mobile phone. But we all need... <laughs> We all need, we all need to be present. You don't know when the word you are looking for, that, the word that you are looking for, you don't know when it will be spoken. You don't know when God wants to teach you about a particular thing. That is why it's important. If you want to continue to cultivate the relationship, it's, it's important that Things that are put in place, that the church has put in place. We have Friday services. We have three services on Sunday. We have the Bible Connect group at the moment. I don't know about your Bible Connect group. At the moment, my Bible Connect group is on fire for God. It's absolutely great. In fact, by Tuesday, we're already discussing what we are going to do on Wednesday. Because there's so much to learn from it. I'm telling you, I'm selling, I'm selling Bible Connect group to you now. I'm not even hiding it because we gain so much from it. Somebody will always say something that you will learn from and it's because of the Holy Spirit of God is there teaching us. So please if you don't belong to one go, on, go and register. See Minister Boson. He will put you in one. I absolutely love my Bible 
connect group. It's, it's, it's brilliant. I'm growing. I'm growing through my Bible Connect group. Please try and register. But again, back to, back to cultivating the friendship with the Holy Spirit. You see, um, in the book of Galatians, Galatians 5, Galatians 5, 16 to 18, it says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do things that you wish. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The Holy Spirit, I can describe the Holy Spirit like if you have the friendship of the Holy Spirit, is having a phone which, that is fully charged. You are more confident. You can watch film, you can stream, you can listen because you know that your phone is, is charged. So it's not, going to, it's not going to fail you. But when you look at your phone and it's, it's 20, there are some calls you will not answer. I say, oh, that person ah, will keep me on the phone for, for the next half an hour. My battery will run down. You will not. But when you have the Holy Spirit behind you, it's like having a full charge battery. You can do anything. You, you are confident. You are fully charged. He will, because he, the, the impossible starts becoming possible. The mysterious starts, the mist will be taken away because the Holy Spirit is there revealing things to you, telling you about the Father, telling you about the Son, and telling you about himself. Nothing, you will not be daunted. They will say there's austerity, the Holy Spirit tell you I'm in control. Thousand cattle on the hillside belongs to me. You will not be moved. But you need to intentionally, actively, always, always cultivate the friendship of the Holy Spirit. Without him, they're powerless Christian. Thank you for listening. Put your hands you can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed.